0: On today's episode of Startup Roast, Garage Society's podcast for the time-poor entrepreneur, we're sitting with Mohit yes, um, our new programming executive at Garage Gurgaon in India, um, who's visiting this week for some training at Garage Central, uh, and our headquarters here in Hong Kong. Um, And we're going to touch base with him on his journey um, through startups, um, including Zomato uh, and a few uh, others in his career um, so far to date. So, uh... Mohit, um, how did you start your journey um, into the startup ecosystem of India?
1: Um, so my first job was actually with Grand Hyde Doha. Um, they have like hundreds of hotel, international chain, thousands and thousands of employees. So um, with Hyde, it was amazing uh, as a learning experience, however, um, there was very little to do because there's a system for everything, everything yeah. has a system, so you just fit into like a small section like a little section and and that's that's about it yeah because you do your bit and then you get out uh and you can't change anything because if you want to change anything you'll have to disrupt the entire system break the system down yeah Yeah. so um and that's when i because i always wanted to do more because i was questioning everything and maybe like trying out different logic yes this is a great way to do it but this can also be a way Things just doesn't have to be in, like, black or white. Mm -hmm. There's like, a gray area. And, uh, yeah, I started to see that. So the first startup I ended up joining was Zomato. Uh, Zomato is a search and discovery platform for restaurants in India. You can also book tables and uh, order food online. So they launched uh, the online ordering product in 2015. Um, That's when I joined Zomato uh, as a quality analyst. And uh, I worked with them for over one and a half years mm-hmm. um, and we launched a product online ordering product in uh, the entire country yeah. and uh, two different continents so in Australia Abu Dhabi Philippines um, Dubai and also Joburg in Victoria so it was an ex- amazing experience uh, with Zomato, um, they had some systems in place but then others were f- like flexible so if you come up and, and you talk about let's say for instance oh, this is a great way of doing it. However, this could also be a way because, you know, we've been trying to do this at ground level, mm-hmm. and we found out these differences. And the management were, like, always open to, you know, suggestions and reviews. Mm-hmm. And within a week, we were able to implement on the ideas yeah. uh, that we discussed on a weekly basis. So within the similar job profile, your scope of work widens when you um, move to a startup. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've also worked with Guesthauser, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Shadowbox. So, uh, throughout my career, I started with like thousands of employees in the company to like a couple of employees. So, for example, now uh, the latest uh, work experience that I have is with Chatterbox mm-hmm. and uh, they had like barely 10 employees. Okay. Um, what happens when you uh, join a smaller team is, again, you have lesser number to people of relying on. And because the operation stays the same yeah. or almost similar, maybe on a smaller scale, you have to fill different shoes at different yeah. points in time. Mm-hmm. So you end up uh, doing the relay race by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, you, know, you can barely pass the baton on to someone else. You have to like quickly go around and cover all the bases, cover all, the bases yeah, yeah. all together and uh, put different hats at different points in time. So uh, that's what uh, you know. Startup has been, working with startup has been like for me.
0: Yeah, I think it's quite interesting to see that in your... your you know, a few years of experience working with startups in India, the scale of of the work is very impressive, as opposed to a Hong Kong startup, I think. Um, Just obviously the size of the country and the expansion that many of them have gone under, particularly companies like Zomato, you you seem to very quickly, you're in charge of a lot of people or you're working with huge groups and you're having to um, use a different skill set really to work at that scale.
1: Yeah, so uh, uh, with Zomato, uh, I actually had a small team of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was the youngest member, and I was actually managing that team. Yeah. Uh, I had so many uh, uh, people with more experience, but because we were using technology to do pretty much everything, we had smart platforms to make reports, no no detailed Excel sheets, we had like technology to take care of pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, these platforms, we were able to figure out, I was able to figure these out faster, or for that matter, anyone from my generation, mm-hmm. um, because someone, let's say for instance, who's like 35, they've already, they've, they've been like built into some sort of culture, doing a lot, lot of paperwork and driving reports manually, which takes hours and hours to build, uh, versus, you know, a platform where you have to do like a couple of clicks um, it might just take a little getting used to but because we've grown in this era it, we are we're far more it's far more easier for us to adapt to it mm-hmm. so I, if I know one platform it's far easier for me to also figure out five other similar platforms like this because like oh that's how you go back that's the exit button and yeah, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. just far easier for us so yeah that, that that's why uh, you know we were able to uh, do a lot more in like a smaller period of time. Also, startups grow at an immense scale, or they fail. Yeah. So I've also worked with failed startups. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, Craftly was a failed startup. Uh, they wanted to build an Etsy in India, which was a portal for homepreneurs to sell their art and craft online. Mm-hmm. However, the market really uh, did not accept it that much. They did not get the funding. They tried it out for a couple of years it did not pick up the pace uh, however zamano has scaled immensely yeah. uh and when you are working in a company which is scaling immensely so it's growing like 36 or so like maybe 100% in a year like for example it yeah. started with like 10 employees mm-hmm. and within a year they have like 250 yeah and those we had, like, one operation in one city. Within a year, we have operation in five different countries. This is crazy. So, when you're, like, like in this craziness, you also grow at the same pace. Yeah, yeah. So, had I been at Hyatt at this point in time, I would still be, like, you know, in that small area, and then there's, like, after two years, you are... Uh, next eligible to yeah, apply for <laughs> the next level and then after three years and then it will take me 10 years yeah. to do the amount of work that a startup was able to give me the platform to do in two years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's, that's
0: it. That's what it. are some of the other challenges you mentioned before? Um, you know, minimal budget, smaller teams requires you to do a, a lot of things across lots of different areas. Um, were there any other challenges um, in, in regards to kind of growing and, and making that scaling happen?
1: Um, yes uh, so a lot of challenges that come with a startup one of them is figuring everything out mm-hmm. so you will have basic direction and you you know you obviously own whatever you're taking care of um, but figuring things out all by yourself is quite difficult like it sounds simple like okay you can you have all the freedom to do what you want but because you are coming with like maybe like two or three years of experience you don't know Uh. what The person in the team with 15 years of experience would know, uh, figuring things out all by yourself can be quite challenging. Now, the reason uh, startups end up hiring younger people is one, because obviously we're cheaper. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I won't. I can't get paid what a person with like, 15 years of industry experience would get paid. However, someone with 15 years of ex- industry experience would need a team. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't get his hands dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he won't be willing to learn <clears throat> new skills as and when required. So I ended up learning Photoshop whenever I needed it. Or, or like some new system or a tool that I need to learn uh, we had to we just downloaded the uh, manual even if it was like a 200 page manual we spent our weekend on it and, and they're like okay now now we're ready to go so uh, those were like some of the challenges um, yeah working around different problems and on a personal level um, every problem comes with like a downside and an upside upside is when you're done with that, when you're when you're done solving that challenge, you will know five or like ten or like few more things that you did not know in the beginning of it. Uh, downsides is you end up losing on maybe like time, or you and you you just exhaust yourself. <laughs> what at, what matters at the end of the day is on a personal level, uh, what appeals to you the most. Yeah. If if I want to go home early at seven and hang out with my friends. Or do I wanna stay up until like one AM with two more teams in the room just to make it happen? So mm-hmm. it's just like at at the end of the day it boils down to person preference. Yeah.
0: Uh, that what what really does matter to you. Yeah, choosing what all you want to follow and where you yeah. want to take your career, right? Um how do you feel digital is transforming the landscape of India? Obviously Zamato came about because of technology. You mentioned before automation and using tools um for efficiencies at work. Um How do you think the the digital revolution is really uh, contributing to changing and transforming the landscape of India? So we've
1: seen a lot, a lot of tech startups come up in India. India, Bangalore specifically, in fact, has uh, the largest, third largest number of tech startups in the entire world. And uh, OYO, for that matter, uh, Paytm, Vijay, who's a co-founder, Flipkart, these are all like really huge names, like big startups, which are... They revolve around some technology or the other. So Zomato is a food tech company. Uh, OYO has integrated technology with hospitality. So they have an app with which you can do pretty much everything. And uh, their aim is to basically end all human interactions when it comes to booking a hotel room or getting any kind of Mm hospitality-related service. You can book your uh, room online with three simple steps. It's just three steps, not more than that which is far easier than speaking to someone on the phone and booking a, uh, mm-hmm. reserving a hotel room. Um, they've put their IRD into the app. They've put every single request, and, and it's just made life so much simpler. That way, they are able to cut down on so much costs, because if I have like actual people at the hotel doing IRD or other services, help desk, um, I will end up paying a lot more but if i'm able to develop a good application or like figure out a way through technology mm-hmm. or any anything digital um, it might be an uh, it might be a good invest, a big investment at the beginning of it but if i look at it in long duration that's just going to help me out a lot
0: more Yeah, it's, i mean it's scalable right you can, yeah, it's you can scale that product without needing specific expertise or any sort of uh, input you can just grow yeah and even in marketing
1: digital has now become huge in the last three years we have seen even the traditional and the older brands pour in 70 percent more money into digital marketing than the traditional uh, and the you know the, the marketing methods that we're used to um so for example advertisements banners and uh, banners are really huge so all of that is now going a little bit under the curtain and, and uh, digital is coming up. So people are spending more and more money because everyone is, is spending more time with technology. We spend so much time on our phones, we have smart TVs now, we have laptops, and I may not notice what is there on the roadside at all because I'm busy looking at my phone. Yeah, very true. But, but if I'm able to figure out the digital personality of that person, I can, I can target whatever audience that I'd like to. We all have a digital personality Based on how we use our mobile phones or any other technology platform, mm-hmm. and uh, using that intelligent and rich data, um, the market, the brands can connect with the kind of audience that i would like to.
0: Yeah, and and in this kind of digital wave, what, what made your, what kind of influenced your decision to get involved in the co-working ecosystem, and, and how are you aware of it, I guess. And, um. So. That's something
1: that I've personally wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So quite honestly, India has had a lot of co-working spaces. Mm-hmm. You know, there are business centers which have been there for a long time. Um, and uh, that was the turning. Uh, then we have traditional co-working spaces like WeWork spaces uh, or any one of those. We have artistic or like very niche co-working spaces. So for example, someone who really likes music, he set up a co-working space in Socket, which is only for musicians. And they've put in equipments there, so only the musicians can come and use it. It's like a shared space for communities to grow. Um, I've I've actually wanted to do that for a long time, co-working and co-living, because as on a global scale, we need to move to a shared wealth model mm-hmm. um, and not private wealth. Private wealth only does good to one person. However, a shared wealth model co- does the collective good and that's what we need to do in in this day and age, especially now that we know, you know our planet is depleting of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, with, with the community, we can do so much more. If I'm working in a co-working space, I am able to connect with a lot more people. That's something which is just impossible if you if I rent an office of my own. The reason I personally wanted to move into a co-working space is because I want to connect and build these communities. Um, that's personally something that I enjoy. Uh, talking to a lot of people, meeting new people, bringing them together, and uh, you know when synergies are explored, I, I I can see it building in front of me. That's just that's just what I want to do.
0: Great. Um, so you've been here nearly a week in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, what's your kind of views and thoughts on the two, uh, I guess cities, Gurgaon and Hong Kong, and just the two cultures, I guess, and uh, any any things that really stand out to you? Yeah. So first of all, I love I, I've loved Hong Kong for yeah. the short time I've been here. Uh, Gurgaon,
1: on the other hand, it's a very new city. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only reason it exists is because delhi is running out of space and yep. there are too many regulations in there mm-hmm. delhi was established in 16th century mm-hmm. that's almost like 4 or, four or 500 years old mm-hmm. uh, gurgaon however it was a very very small village up until like 2025 20, years ago
0: yeah
1: so it's very young the people that live in gurgaon are energetic they have they have the money mm-hmm. and they're building everything as per the new technology um, so right now i don't think the two cities have any comparison because india being a third world nation um, i really can't compare these because we have all the land india has india is like <laughs> the seventh largest <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is like the seventh largest country in the world geographically and um second largest in population so and hong kong is like an island um we have like Seventy percent of the area is reserved forest mm-hmm. so you really can't build in there and uh, it's like a dense neighborhood but because of that dense small uh, area i think the communities here are like much closely knit mm-hmm. so like you know i when mean, i was exploring different neighborhoods like kennedy town or maybe sangpon or shingwan every place has a different vibe yeah. and they've sustained it yeah, which so. is almost impossible to find in India, because everything is just so rapidly evolving and mm-hmm. changing. Um, because Brands are coming in from all over the world, pouring money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are trying to do as much as we can. Um, and with the population of 1.3 billion, it's it's just crazy. Yeah. And even with 1.3 billion, India has a diverse culture. So if you go to like Kashmir, or if you go to, um, let's say, instance, Tamil Nadu, you would barely recognize them as same places. Um, or from like West Bengal to uh, Mumbai yeah so because of that diversity we are still trying to knit the community together but India still operates as different communities of people they're still like you know divided states not like the United States Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's why we're like not in the first world nation yet yeah but uh, in the next 50 years it has immense scope to grow Mm -hmm. because no, New York is what it is now, Yeah, right? Uh, however, from now, with this technology, uh, places like Urgaon, places like uh, Mumbai or Bangalore, they have they can learn from all the mistakes. Mm-hmm. And because we are developing it now, in the next 10 years, it would be a much younger city. Yep. And any city which is, which is younger, let's say, for instance, Dubai for that example. Yep. I think it's an example of a perfect city Yeah, because it was also developed in the last 20, 25 years. Yep. So,
0: doesn't yeah. example, the... Yeah, uh, it it doesn't have any of the issues
1: that that we have faced because, oh, we planned this in 18th century, now we're going to have to break it down, this was an old plan, Yeah, this was planned in 16th century, we did have like a completely different technology and a plan, we never knew that the city would grow to this size. But now we know that by 2050, most of the populations will be living in cities, Mm -hmm. so we can plan it accordingly. Mm -hmm. And this information, this data, this learning from older cities uh, gives Gurgaon Huge scope. So, yeah. in the next twenty years, we'll start seeing it as one of the biggest metropolitan cities in India.
0: Yeah, because was—it's like a private city, basically. Wasn't it? it was yeah, built it's, by uh, it's actually built by private industry. Yeah, yeah, DLF yeah. There was more. All the credit goes to the my <laughs> yeah. The police, the fire station, all the parts of that were built by private yeah, industry. When they wanted to build an extra road, they said. We want a road, and the government said no. So DLF like, okay, well, okay no. we're going to build a road. So it's it's a very interesting place. So the to most design. important road, uh, the
1: golf course road, and the cyber hub. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of this is devi- uh, All of this is owned by DLF. Mm-hmm. Like they have DLF properties on both sides. Um, there's like a downtown area which is like the business hub, mm-hmm. and then there's golf course road which is like the residential hub. That is the only place which has a metro, rapid metro, Mm -hmm. for people to commute easily. And uh, other than that, if you go to like the further parts of Gurgaon, Mm -hmm. it's still how it used to be. So it's a very privately developed city. So it gives uh, people more control to do what they want because they can get past the regulations and everything because it's a private Mm development. As soon as I get the land and I fit into the basic ones, I can, I have like limitless possibilities. So that's actually really interesting to see.
0: How, is, the, is the education system adapting at all to welcome in this whole digital transformation and preparing young people for the future and a tech future? Or Yeah, we're starting it, to see it now. It's, it's just been
1: introduced into yeah. our education system. But uh, over the next 10 years, yeah. I think it will be completely integrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we can definitely see that happening in the next 10 years. It's just reintroduced.
0: Yeah, because I think even when, even when I was at school, a long time ago, um, the, the teachers weren't really that was at the when computers just really started getting going. Mm-hmm. The internet was available to everyone, you had dial up modems and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, but teachers still were quite hesitant and not really aware. I remember one of my headmasters even said, didn't see much future for like computers and technology. Yeah, um, very traditional kind of schooling. So, I think it's, it's key when governments help instill at in a very early stage that kind of tech future. And I guess that's happening in China to some extent. Really. So,
1: yeah, we didn't have computers as a subject. And like mm-hmm. you said, the teachers themselves did not take a lot of interest. They're like, okay, it's a subject we'll teach you. Mm-hmm. Uh, blah, blah, blah. One, two, three. Yeah. Step one, two, three. But like, had we known at that time that it would become such an integral part of our world culture mm-hmm. and it would be almost impossible to survive in today's day and age, If you're not able to work around technology, obviously you would have taken it more seriously. And as we're seeing younger and younger generation, they're much more comfortable and smarter with technology than, you know, someone who finished his schooling or her schooling 10 to 15 years ago.
0: Yeah, thanks. That's me. um. (laughs) I'm talking about Um, India. (laughs) To kind of wrap up, I guess, uh, where do you see, say, your own career or... Where do you see the future of, of the ecosystem going in India? And where do you hope? Are you looking to grow out of India and work in other countries, or you, you you know what's your what's your kind of ambitions? I guess for for developing your own sort of passions within this industry. Um, I really
1: haven't thought about if I want to stay in India or mm-hmm. grow outside. Um, definitely grow outside because there are personal reasons. I would I think uh, it would work better for me if I'm in. Um, in a colder climate, mm-hmm. and somewhere there where they have better LGBT rights. Okay. Um, but this India, it 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 takes a lot from you, but it gives you a lot back. Yeah. So even even with you know a lot of restrictions, it's very welcoming, mm-hmm. and the amount of flexibility that you get in India, yeah. uh, it's very difficult to find elsewhere,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. Uh, for myself personally, let's see what happens five years down the line. But for now, oh, building communities is something that I'm really looking forward to
0: doing. Great. Well, you're ready to get started in the next month or
1: so at Garage. Yeah. So, um, I'll and, s- and 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 Grad Society is going to give me like a good platform to uh, to start build. building those communities. Great.
0: So thanks, Mohit, for joining me today. This has been thank Star you so much Voice for having me with Garage Society, and uh, we'll see you next time.